Welcome, everybody, once again to the latest edition of Sticks and Kicks. It is great to have the full team back at it again, once once again. And it's a Friday night, boys. It's a Friday night, and we got a full weekend of sports to look forward to right now. We had a good weekend of sports to look back on. It is just great to be alive right now. Let's look on the positive side of things. I know the world's going to hell in a matchbox right now, but you know what? We still got our sports. We still got our things to look forward to. And... Uh, Let's just go ahead and be happy. I am your host, Danny Orona, here with Sticks and Kicks. I'm going to throw it over here to my left. Mr. Martin Lucio here in the studio, live and in person. Lucio, how you doing, big guy? You know, it's been good. I've been been moving, been doing a lot of things and just getting around, but uh, finally, finally up and up. So um, I'm excited, ready to do this. Um, yeah. I mean, let's, let's do right. this. I have a serious question for you, though. Yeah. Have you been listening to the last couple of episodes of Sticks and Kicks while you've been gone? You, do you want my honest truth? Yes, I That's do. That's a hard no. Do you, do you want the honest truth? I, 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 you know what? That tells me everything. Here, because no, no, no. I'm going to show you just because I want you to understand what the issue is here. Because I don't want you to think that I have it. Ready? Ready for this? Here yes, we sir. Go. Yes, sir. Another Another All right, let's see. Let's just pull it. the last episode that's been on. He's pulling out his phone. And on Spotify. You know what? That is, oh, you know, that's that's a good thing. That That's the wrong feed right there. That is the wrong feed, and we will get that fixed. I have that with a couple of people right now. We do have a new feed of Sticks and Cakes. So if you guys are listening to Sticks and Cakes and you still see the three of us, myself, Kenny and Lucio on the front page. That is no longer the live feed of Sticks oh, and Kicks. We you. have our new logo. We have our new Sticks and Kicks logo out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, wow. podcast, everything. You didn't even tell me. And so, like, I, honestly, I, th I thought that it does it automatically. There's still, still, still some things that we need to work out right there. Lucio, last year, you and I started in my spare bedroom with two microphones and a case of beer. And we have been and learning a tripod and some KY jelly. And, yeah, <laughs> we have been learning shit. on the way. So all of this thing is very new to us, but no, we will get that definitely fixed for people to, to go ahead and hop back on. So make sure you guys are following sticks and kicks on Facebook sticks dot kicks on Twitter sticks kicks one on Instagram to make sure you guys are getting the latest, latest episodes oh, of sticks and is. kicks. So with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and throw around all the way to Tempe, Arizona and we have our own Philadelphia Eagle with us and I don't know if he's a flyer or not might be a coyote in the making we will find he's out Mr. Jeremy Griffin Jeremy how you doing today Ah, baby it's all about them New Jersey Devils over ah, here man. New Jersey here. Devils oh. man I think I explained that earlier I was uh, born and raised in Jersey so that's why my team kind of jump all over the place man but uh yeah, man, what's going on, guys? Man, just happy to be here after you guys got that lover's quarrel out the way. Glad we yep. can go ahead and continue with the show. <laughs> I, um, you want to be happy about everything? I am out, you know, I'm, I'm happy I'm out here being single, being awesome, and there's all these awesome people outside, but I'm sitting here recording a show with you on a Friday <laughs> night. So, there you go, ladies. Nice. If you guys are listening, if you ladies are listening out there, the one single guy on Sticks and Kicks on the show on the podcast. Is sitting at home on a Friday night recording this when he could be out taking you I'm to a delicious Sonic corn dog dinner. So, yeah, y'all make your choice. Happy to be here, guys. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like Carson Wentz though. He's on the bench, so ah, give him, give him a chance. Ah, too soon, too uh, soon. Hey, you know what? You know what? It's just like Carson Wentz, man. It was a bad season. 
Hopefully, I get a better coach that gets me back in the game. There baby. you go. And <laughs> oh, we'll definitely touch on. We're definitely gonna touch on that. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that voice that you just heard right now, all the way from Colorado. And I know, Kenny. I know you have told me multiple times which town you live in, and I keep. I just default to Denver. It's That's Frisco. it. That is the. That is the. In my Damn opinion, Francisco, the only right? relevant town in Colorado. No, Frisco. But, uh, F-R-I-S-C-O. Frisco, butt fuck, cold as shit, nowhere. That's what it is. <laughs> cold right. shit. Well, from cold as shit, Colorado, we have Kenny Mitchell. <laughs> Kenny, welcome. Welcome to the show. I like cold as shit, Colorado. I think we should stick with that. Just any time that you introduce me, just be like, hey, yo, from cold as shit, Colorado. Weighing in at 185. You know, like, I, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just bring it in. But, hey. I'm happy to be here too. Um, Jeremy, that was not a shot at you, bro. I'm talking about keeping you warm for next season, baby. That's all oh, I'm okay. saying. You're on the bench, baby. You're good. You, you're going to be out there. You're going to be warm from cold as shit, Colorado, man. I don't know how you're going to do that, baby. I'm just saying. All this frostbite in here, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, no, I'm happy to be here with you, um, degenerates. And by the way, just to touch on what Danny said, um, you do not want to go back to the first couple of episodes of Six and Kicks because it was just Danny and Lucio in a spare bedroom with the doors locked and the uh, the the Barry White on in the background. So uh, just 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 do your thing. The viewer Stay discretion is advised. Yeah, we Very have we have a different vibe before we got here. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really weird. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, they asked for me to take a picture with them. And I feel like they kind of put me in the front uh, for marketing purposes. And so I don't know if I want to be branded with what they were doing on, on, on my, you know, with my picture. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here again. Uh, we're going to talk some sports. I can't stay long because, you know, I'm a pretty important person. I'm just kidding. No, I, I, my son's about to fall asleep. So um, I'm, just, I'm just happy to get on here and talk some sports and, and, and get rolling with you all. Oh, that is a clear oh. and direct message. Oh, sorry. He's still he's done talking. Okay. Let's get to it. All right, so let's get right into it, guys. And, uh, all right. Uh, of course, one one of our top stories is the Coyotes that started the, the, their season last night. Uh, but I, I want to get right into the hottest team that has been here in Arizona, which is the Phoenix Suns. And just once, like. As Arizona fans, it's just the most typical thing. We have the hottest team that we have had in years. Talking about the Phoenix Suns. And COVID has shut down the last three games. And so Phoenix Suns had their game on Wednesday postponed. I believe that one was against... uh Help me out here, guys, because it wasn't Atlanta, was it? Yes, it was Atlanta. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. There hold you on. go. Yeah, nobody help him. He's the host. The, yes, the, it was against Atlanta on Wednesday and <laughs> Golden State tonight. We should be watching right now. We are recording 7.30 in the afternoon, Arizona time. We should be watching Arizona take on Golden State. Kelly Oubre facing the Suns for the first time since his departure. But that game has also been canceled. Tomorrow's game has also been canceled. And we have suspicions that Monday's game could also be in jeopardy. I'm going to throw it to you, Jeremy. Jeremy, what can you tell me about this? And uh, is this good or is this bad at this time coming off of a bad loss once again for the Phoenix Suns? 
Uh, I think this is terrible, man. Unfortunately, this was uh, caused by the team. Let's go ahead and make this very clear. The Suns at this time today, like you said, about 7.30 p.m. on a Friday, the Suns have not tested positive at all for any COVID-19. It's only been contact tracing. It's terrible because of this seven-game run that we were supposed to have. A lot of people were thinking that we were supposed to do something Big, like I mean, the teams that we were gonna face. I mean, you know, we, you, you and I talked about it. We were supposed to go undefeated during this stretch. Well, I, that that, but I mean, with the emergence of uh, of uh, Steph Curry again, you know, it, I mean, it, I was kind, I was kind of down it. But let's be honest about it. The first team that we played was the Detroit Pistons on this uh, seven game trip that they were talking yes, about. Sir. And we should have won that game. No, no, we, we won that game. You easily. and I, we, we lived that game together. And I mean, what, what at one point we had what a 20, 21, 23 point lead? I think it was a 23 point lead, 22 and point lead. Completely and, blew uh, that uh, out of the you water. Called it. You asked me because I, I believe I, I know you haven't seen a couple games because you had to get your cable situation figured out. Uh, if everybody knows uh, Arizona sports, it's just on a certain channel. It's just weird to find. So, you Fox know, sports, Arizona. Up, yeah, so we ended up getting that situated. And um, he asked me, he was like, hey, are the Suns still that third quarter team where they just blow it and they just can't? And I was like, no, nah, they've actually been able to hold it wrong. Man, was I hated to be proven wrong. I just, and it, it I was two things. It was that. two things, if you remember, Jeremy, because it, the first thing was that third quarter that the Suns yeah. always came and out of halftime. It wasn't live, live and die by the three. I live and die by the three. Live at and one, die by the three, yeah. At one point, I mean, it was missing 16, 16 three pointers in a row. But they kept on trying to punch it in. And then what's crazy about that is uh, you go ahead and lose to a team like Detroit, but then you go ahead and beat a, beat a strong team, in my opinion, like Indiana. Yes, sir. You go ahead and take out Indiana. And then when you go to Washington out for that nice win, um, you get basically blown out by Washington. I mean, I, I don't think they were even in that game at all. I don't know where the heart was. I don't know what's going on, but uh, – yeah, these next couple of games, I think Atlanta would have been a, a, a good test for us right there. You know, Trey Young versus Devin Booker, that would have been nice to watch. And honestly, uh, that, that uh, John that Collins, would have been a, uh, that would have been a good like you know a meter. Where are we right now? Exactly. I that, like that, I, that's that, what I that's, that's what I thought the Atlanta game would be. It would have been a good that's game great, too. Lisa, because just like Trae a meter, Young man. And um, John Collins being the center the would top. have liked to see him. Uh, I mean, what I want to. You know how you know my feelings about this guy, man. I mean, this dude is soft, man. I'm talking about DeAndre Aiden, man. Yeah. Yep. This guy is soft, and I don't know. I don't know if uh, if he. I don't know what he's got, man. What do you guys think, man? I honest. I want to ask you guys about DeAndre Aiden. What do you think about DeAndre Aiden? Uh, we'll throw Luka over to Kenny. Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Boo. That's Tell what you. I feel. That's what I feel. Tell me, man. That the, is at, what I feel. <laughs> I, I mean, if you think about it, man, like, uh, well, I want to touch on one thing. Uh, why is it, and you guys can probably all answer this, uh, why is it that Arizona sports seem to play down to their competition? I don't understand that. Like, it's it's like they can beat powerhouse teams, but then when they get a, an easy win, they let their foot off the gas and just fucking and 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 blow their load in like the first you know period or first quarter, depending on which sport you're talking about. Yeah. Um, first half, even. I mean, like it, it seems like every time that 
I'm watching an Arizona sports team play, it's like, oh, man, we got a tough matchup. I don't know if we're going to play – you know, we're going to do all that well. And then all of a sudden the Coyotes blow out the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Stanley uh-huh. Cup play, uh, fucking champions, all right. you know, 8-3 to three last year. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. But then we play the L.A. Kings, and then we let one of their fucking third-line plugs score a hat trick on us and beat us. It's like they play down to their competition, and it just seems like it's – and the Cardinals are guilty of it. The Suns are guilty of it. I won't call the Phoenix Rising guilty of it because, I mean, um, I mean the Phoenix Rising have a tendency of just sweeping through people uh, but just can't finish, which yeah. is unfortunate. Uh, but, you know you, – we well, we can't finish yet. because they cut the season off, and I'm just saying. You know? Well, no, uh, that, that was, well, that, was still, mean, that was still up in the air because Tampa yeah, Bay was had a very good team. And at the a, same time, it, like we have we have a history of, I mean, it's and it's a short history, but we have a history of like dominating the regular season, and all of a sudden, just like you know, even if we made it to the finals, I mean, it's it's a, it's a winnable game. So what I'm saying is like it's just. It it seems to be consistent amongst Arizona sports. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're go- going out there and getting suntans and trying to relax too hard before the game. I don't know, man. But well, um, he, anyway, he, here's my response to that, Kenny. Is that I, I honestly, as the years go by, I feel like I personally am cursed because that definitely happens to all Arizona teams. But not just that. Uh, I've always been a big supporter of the Mexican national team, La Selección Mexicana. And they have a huge, huge history of playing at the same level, just like you said, the same level as their opponents. So if they go up against Germany, World Cup champions, they go on first round of the World Cup. They beat the World Cup champions, biggest upset of the year. And like everyone's rooting for them. Everyone's thinking that they're on a world stage level and then there are games yeah. where they play against teams like you know no disrespect but teams like guatemala things like el salvador and they play at the same level as them and you know they tie one to one they lose one zero even winning one to zero against teams like that they should be blowing them out and uh and things like that always happens with the, the that team with the phoenix suns like you said the phoenix coyotes arizona cardinals arizona who coyotes. had on paper one of the strongest teams a dominant defense on paper they of course had to play down like you said to their opponents and they just couldn't get it done on the field and that's why we always say sports are played on the field not on paper and I, I I don't know. Maybe I should stop watching altogether. Maybe if I stop watching, maybe we'll get some championships. Well, me and you both, brother, because I it's sad that you uh, that we we lost our our previous channel of Spotify <laughs> Spotify episodes uh, because we we already talked about uh, my oh. hockey curse and my Arizona sports oh, curse. Where every there. time I they're on the new. Well, I know, well. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is the continuity. Uh, oh. But you know, the the uh, the curse that I have with Arizona sports is unreal. Anytime I buy a jersey, the player gets traded the same year, and anytime I'm excited I about it, remember that. Hey, Clayton yeah, Keller's still yeah. on there, buddy. Clayton Keller's still there. Right, yeah, buddy? yeah, and he looks good. He looks so good. So there's, there's anyway, a, there's a couple things I want to say about that whole thing with uh, with Arizona sports, and and I have a completely different, I think, just view on it because I'm not big with like the diamondbacks or the Suns or you know the cardinals um for me it's i think it's it's a uh it's a city thing um and what i what i mean by that is because we 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 are we are in the unfortunate situation here in arizona where you have a lot of people that retire here got a lot of people that come from different states to come live here 
And what Preach. tends to happen is that or can't afford their home state, so they come here to live in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> that too. That's exactly it. But the problem now there lies is that you're bringing all these people from different parts. Of I the apologize. Country. Do you guys want me to like leave or something like that? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, think about it. How how many how many players request a trade out of Arizona? And it's, and, yeah, and and the thing and there's is, there's not a lot of players. There's not a lot of players amongst any of the any of our national teams. It is because. Everybody loves living here. They like living here, and it's and it's true. But that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean, though. Well, because my biggest pet peeve about going to like a Coyotes game, going to a Phoenix Suns game in particular, and going to a Diamondbacks game, and it, the pet peeve, the reason why, even though I'm gonna go watch the Yankees play, my biggest pet peeve is seeing more Yankee fans out of. Diamondbacks game than Diamondback fans, seeing more Los Angeles Dodger fans than you see Arizona Diamondback fans, seeing more, you know, Green Bay Packer fans at a Cardinal game than there is actual Cardinals fans. So well, the, yeah, because no Green Bay Packer fan wants to be in fucking uh, my point, Wisconsin during my the winter. Point that I'm trying to say here is that it's hard. Sometimes for you to play in a home stadium when you don't feel like you're at home. No, that's always been a problem and with Arizona. But what I'm saying, yes. but what I mean by that is that when you say you're cursed, I feel like they're just an unfortunate luxury where they feel that that they feel that the, the the city isn't all with them because not every it's not like other cities. You go to fucking Detroit, everybody's a fucking Detroit Lions fan or fucking Detroit Red Wings fan. They're like fucking Detroit Tigers. You ain't seen nobody from other fucking teams there. You know what, though? I, I think out of all those teams that you named, I think the Suns didn't have that problem the most. They, I think yeah, the they're, they're the ones with the least had problem. Had cool they're the ones with huh? the least problem with that. They don't have as yeah. much problem as the other two. Un- unless California teams are in town. Yeah, well, then you have this LA. Unless it's the Lakers. The and, Lakers. and you know what, though? Not even yeah, the Clippers. Recently, though, because, you know, they've just – not just, but, you know, last couple years, last decade or so, obviously, we sucked. So, that's what happened. But, I mean, before that, I mean, bros, we, I mean, and even then, I mean, even now, it's still, it's still a, a big majority of Suns fan, and it's not as bad as I would want to say. I think the team that has that problem the most is, I want to say, the Cardinals. Yeah. For sure. I think it's the just Coyotes. The Coyotes have a big problem. I, I, honestly, I've never been to a Coyotes oh, game, but I have been to a Cardinals game. And, it's uh, awesomely Even terrible. when I went to my first Cardinals game, it was an Eagle game. And, yeah, dude, we were we were stocked in there, man. It was a whole bunch. It was a whole <laughs> Bro, bunch of it's, people there. It's, un, it's, like, it's kind of unfair because, like, so, like, you go to these games and it's like you feel like you're you're in a, an away game as a Cardinal fan. Like, all right, all right. But so, he, yeah, he, my he, thing is I feel like that plays a big part in how the team or the players feel. And this is why sometimes we don't get things done because they don't feel the pressure like other other big state or other big cities with other teams feel the pressure like they, they do here. Like Los Angeles, they feel the pressure. You go play in Los Angeles, you you feel the pressure of bringing another ring to Los Angeles for the Lakers, for the Dodgers, for the Cubs, for Detroit, for the Yankees. But Arizona, you just like, well, well say it again. I'm here. Say to, it again. I'm here to retire. You know, I'm here. I'm here to just play. You know, fuck another it. ring. You know. All right. Here, here's my thing about it. There's been so much of a problem with the Cardinals, and, and it just for football in general, it is so much of an easier market for. Uh, people who get season tickets in order to sell them like scalpers people who do this in order to make a profit there is only eight games eight home games a year 
for all teams, eight regular season games. So if you're an Arizona fan or if you live in Arizona, you want to see your team, there's always going to be someone selling them because it is so easy to like get rid of them because it's such a hot commodity. In basketball, if you miss a game, like, ah, you know what? They'll be back. On Tuesday, they'll be back next week. Even if you're an away fan, ah, they're going to come back another two or three times. Most teams, you know, because it's such a long season. Baseball, the same thing. 162 games, your team is going to come back unless it's American League, of course. Then, you know, those tickets are a hot commodity. That's why you see so many. When the Yankees come to town, you see so many of those uh, of those people. All American League teams, you see so many of other people's uh, uh, uh other uh, out of town uh, fans coming because that ticket is such a hot commodity at that point in time. But having that, you know, uh, freedom to be able to say, I'll watch them next month. I'll, you know, I'll catch them next. That gives it a little bit less. Whereas when it comes to the NFL, your team doesn't come around every year unless your team is an NFC West team. You're not going to see them every year. And uh, so that drives up the price and that drives up the people that want to see their teams. So you're not going to see the Patriots here every year. You're not even going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. I guarantee you, if you have a uh, a game with Arizona versus Jacksonville, people are going to buy that for top dollar because you got Florida people living here. And yeah, that's what that's what uh, that that goes back to what Lucio was saying is that's true. And the reason why it's like that is because. There's so many different people from different regions yes, that live sir. here. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of homegrown people who don't invest yeah, into can. their town, into their, and I mean invest well, like and, time. And I don't mean what like money. Like, like, that is what sticks and kicks is going to change. And that's what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't invest it their energy into the Cardinals or right into there. the Diamondback, you know? The, the thing is people's like, oh, well, I don't want to follow them until they win. It's like, are you dumb? Like you're supposed to follow them before they win. So yeah. they can buy people to make them win. It's like if you're going to sit there and just be there when they win, don't be a fucking fan. It's like it's it's the biggest, it's my biggest problem with any team in general. Fairweather fans. Yeah, that, that's fair what it is. Fans. Fairweather fans. It's yeah. like, and then what's awesome is like being there for the losses and then getting that win. Exactly. Because yeah. you have I so much investment. You feel in my, it. My own life. You feel it. You feel it right here with was, the Dodgers. I mean, like. Oh, it was, it's, bro, it's it's one of those things feeling. that when you feel the loss, the losses, and then when you get the wins, it's so much sweeter. You okay, know you know, I, you know oh, what? That, so that, that, I want to touch going on that. Going through those those seasons, it's oh, it's just like you say, it's so much sweeter. Like going through the losses and then getting that, oh, getting the ultimate win. You know what I'm saying? And being there for the first, I love that, man. It's, right. oh, it's such a great feeling. All right, here's the thing. I, I want to touch on that because we we. We, we've been talking about that as well, like losing, 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 and finally getting that win and how much of yeah. it gets to the fans. So, Kenny, I want your first-person experience because the Dodgers are not a losing organization. The Dodgers are win, 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 and then Kershaw shits the bet in the postseason. That is what it's been for the last few years, and to finally get that W in the World Series. So it's finally been a win, 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 win at the end. Walk us through what that is like. Well, first off, before Kenny starts, I mean, Kershaw is married to Kate Upton, so he's, he's the coolest man damn near alive. <laughs> Very happy for that man. But, um, yeah, you know how I feel about the Dodgers. I'm not a big Dodgers fan, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. I, you know, they're, they're, they've won before, so that's why I always wonder how people feel 
like you know how like the Patriots are with the six rings. But that, that's, 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 but know, that's like saying, saying the Dodgers rings. saying the Dodgers won before is like saying the Diamondbacks won before because the Diamondbacks before last year had a World Series before the Dodgers did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's I always wonder how it feels to have that one, or like I'm, or you know, like it's like you know, like have multiple ones and then still one and one. Like, is it is it still the same feeling? No. I don't know. Like, if it time, like, is it is it like a back to back feeling? I don't know. So being a Yankee fan, I can we let Kenny talk? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ken. Well, he's he's not around. I was trying to. He's he's up right here. Well, you're <laughs> muted. That's why. So waiting on you. <laughs> Oh. Well, no, sorry, I muted myself again because you guys are talking. Um, well, right. I don't know. I, I mean, well, you got we, my, we talked you, about a lot of things. Did here. you get my question? Well, we talked about a lot of things here. Like, are we talking about what it feels like to win back to back championships or what? You don't know what it feels like to win back to back championships. All right. Kenny, my question to you was uh, for, from a Dodgers perspective, Having sure. season after season of winning seasons, but just shitting the bed in the postseason to finally getting that W, finally getting that ring. Walk us through mm-hmm. what that feeling is like, because the Dodgers have not been a losing organization. Right. But you just uh, needed that I, last piece. So go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you from a from a like a just an all sports fan. I mean, I would I it would feel more. I would feel more gratification if the Coyotes or the Cardinals won a won a championship than I would with the Dodgers because I knew the Dodgers had it in them. I knew it. I just knew. I mean, like hate the Dodgers or not, but they we were cheated out of the championship. But what? That, they were knocking at the door. But that's like, not the point because I could say the same things. I know the Suns have them in them right now. No. Well, no, what's not the same? What I'm, well, no, no, no. I mean, you don't know that the Suns have it in them right now because they haven't had. Back to back to back to back, fucking postseason uh, appearances. So I knew the Do- I knew the Dodgers had it. I knew it. They had it, and they got cheated out of a fucking championship. Again, hate the Dodgers or not, but it happened. I mean, it's it's proven. You know, like people were fined, people were fired. You know, like there's public apologies, even though they were such bullshit. I mean, like the Dodgers got cheated out of a championship. So I knew that they were a championship team, but. Uh, I, I I knew it had to be the right year and last year was the right year. So um, if you're asking me what it felt like, I mean, it felt amazing. It was the only team I've ever followed that has won a championship. Right. And so like, that's the only time that I've ever felt that gratification. But if the Cardinals or the Coyotes just pull out a Super Ooh. Bowl or Stanley cup, if they, oh well, my the God. Coyotes, let, let, let's say the Coyotes, because everybody knows, like, it's no secret. I'm a huge hockey fan. It's my number one sport. If the Coyotes pulled out a Stanley Cup, I I would die a happy man. I like, think I, 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 I that's it. I, I mean, think like, if he won a Stanley Cup, his next son's would, name would be Stanley. I mean, dude, like you, you have no idea. You I, I, I don't, I don't no think you need the Stanley Cup for that. I think that's happening right now. <laughs> you, you have no idea. I don't even have an idea of how I would react if the Coyotes won a Stanley Cup. It's just, it's All my right, you know what, Kenny? team. Let, let's do it right now. Sticks and kicks exclusive. Are you trying for number two? And if so, are you going for Stanley? Oh, I'm definitely trying for number two, but it's going to be a girl. So her name uh, will be Stanlita. 
Uh, <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. You know hey, what? You guys, Let's go ahead and stay on topic right here with the Arizona Coyotes, who opened up their season last night against the San Jose Sharks. A thrilling game. They came out super, super cold. No pun intended. In the first quarter, they uh, they didn't period, really period. were not together. Even like I was like, what the fuck is going on with this team right now? And then from the second quarter on, they showed that they wanted to win this game. So Kenny, I'm a, I'm a just throw the mic to you and walk us through what happened from the, you know what from from puck drop what happened right there so uh i want to i want to toot my own horn here and then i want to correct you because i'm an asshole so it's not called quarters in hockey it's called periods did i say quarters uh, but my bad it's all good i knew you meant i just you know again i'm just being an asshole um but lucio yes did i not tell you lucio called me after the first period He's all, dude, what the fuck is going on? And I was not worried. I was telling him, I was like, man, I was this is the first game of the season. And, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Before you go on, so you called Kenny, but you can't respond to the group chat where I posted my shit? What did you post? I Same thing. Like, what the fuck is going on with this team? Yeah. I was eating. <laughs> it's easier to talk than to text. No, it is not. Well, it is literally not. <laughs> Again, with the lover's quarrel over here. God damn it. <laughs> I texted you back eventually, uh, didn't I? No. I was beating you at I was beating you. I was watching the score about beating you in fucking fantasy. So I was paying attention to you somehow. God damn it. All right, Kenny, I'm sorry. Go on. It's okay. Uh, but Lucio uh, called me after the first period. So I, I guess we'll we'll start from Puck Drop. Puck Drop, uh, we looked like a team that um, had no preseason, like every other team, had uh very minimal chemistry because of the amounts of turnover that we had. We didn't have turnover just on, uh, on the roster guys. You have to think about it. The coyotes went through more turnover than pretty much any team in the NHL did last season. We changed our general manager. We changed our coaching staff. We changed our, a lot of our rosters uh, uh, are a lot of our veterans left the team. Um, and those are the guys that typically are the glue in the locker room. So um, there was a lot of turnover and, uh, you know, we, we were, I was expecting it to be rusty, right? We went from the softest team in the NHL to a team that's going to be a fucking prick to play against. And we saw that last night. We did. So, um, the, the, the thing that I was expecting the most is that we were going to come out and we were going to be rusty, but that we were eventually going to find our game and our additions in the off season. We talked about it briefly on the last episode our additions in the offseason looked actually really, really good last night. Tyler Pitlick looked like a prick to play against. Tyler Pitlick is that one guy that I told you is he he has a ton of offensive uh, upside, but he he just never found it in the NHL. He has never like become like a I don't want to say prolific goal scorer because he was never projected to be, but he. Uh, he was always known for his offense, but he was always also known for the fact that he was a fucking asshole to play against. And, um, and he, he, he proved that last night. I felt like he was out there and he was getting in players' faces, and he's a big body. He's a right-handed shot. He's got some skill, and he's blocking passing lanes, and he's hitting people, and, and so he looked good. Drake Kajula, um, another, another quality signing. and That number player. 91. Yeah, that's number okay. 91. He's, he's got some speed, he's got some grit, and he's got some tenacity, and he showed it. And then in, in the signing that I was probably least excited about 
but had the most potential according to the rest of the NHL league was Derek Broussard. And I don't know if you guys watched last night, but Derek Broussard hit like three posts and he was yeah. flying out. That there. was frustrating as hell because one of them could have been the game winning at the end. I know with that two on O, I, I thought that was it, but, oh, uh, no. but yeah, no, it, Derek Broussard looks good, man. And I'm, I'm re- I'm really pumped. We got this guy for $1 million. Like that is like, borderline like hey you're nhl or bust no this guy's got some nhl talent but that's a one-year deal right yeah it's a one-year deal he's 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 got he's got some nhl talent and um he needed to sign with the team and the coyotes jumped on it and and i liked what i saw out of him but uh from from the puck drop um you know, we didn't look good in the first period. We looked shaky, but I told Lucio when he called me, he's like, dude, what the fuck's going on? I was like, relax. Everything's going to be good. This is the team that is trying to figure itself out. There's been a lot of change. Let's just, let's just wait and see. I'm not worried. And sure as shit, dude, was it not the most exciting game to watch mm-hmm. that I, and it's, it was one of the most exciting games I've watched. I mean, it was the final years. It, it, it was exciting for the, for the final, but before I get into that, so you're comforting Lucio on the phone line, but you also couldn't answer me where I'm losing my shit at home <laughs> saying what's going on with this and nobody's responding to the group chat. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you an analytical answer and the most honest answer because that's the way I do. Uh, he doesn't the, do that stuff. When he's, I don't I don't text. I never text. I'm a horrible texter. So when people call me, I'll answer, but I am not a good texter. Especially so. when there's a game on. He can't even yeah. he can barely focus. I, I'm like uh, so, so focused. So, so what so what do you guys feel about doing uh doing a uh, a game while we're I would love re- to do it. I, recording I do live. live. You can't do that I would. with Kenny. Kenny, you can't do that. Stop it. I, I absolutely I would could. love I to see Kenny. Kenny. Like, Kenny I've, I've seen like, He'd be so focused. <laughs> like, shut up. I'm trying to listen to the fucking commentators. I've seen Literally him. what he's told me before. No, 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 no. But, he, to to but, that, but that's without <laughs> having a microphone in front of him. I would love to listen to Kenny himself giving his opinions on air live while while watching the hockey he game. just needs to sit there and be then he, he, so so one thing <laughs> that's so funny lucio i love you bro uh he, he's so you. true though he, he's so true like i've told him shut the fuck up i'm trying to pay attention and lucio tell me if i'm wrong i will call a play 30 seconds before the fucking the, yeah. the tv analysts do he does like, do no 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 well it that's is, what we no, need no, no, when no. we're live it is scary how accurate like when something happens he'll say it and then the fucking announcer will say the exact so so same thing that he said and i'm like sitting there like bro like are you like talking to him through like a, a earpiece or something but, but so is it like tony romo calling the game yeah yeah dude like, like he, really he, he'll, he'll he'll read the defense and know exactly no, what's no, gonna no, go no, on no 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 it'll be like someone will get hit and he'll and he'll say like man that was a good lick and then next thing you know, the announcer was like, "Well, that was a great lick." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, or he'll, or he'll like say something like, you know, like, "Oh, he rocked his." Leg. Or I'll be like, "Hey, there's a penalty coming up," and all of a sudden, like, legit, like the next play, there's like a fucking penalty, and I'm like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> it's it's crazy how how accurate he is with these kind of things. But- all right, so like. One of the things I definitely wanted to uh, touch on before we move on is last year, the guy that got the most shit on by six and kicks by all of us here, Phil Kessel, yes. was yes. the hero last night, and it was a free-for-all. I remember I was I was like watching that. It was everyone was going for it, and definitely, like, you know what? I'll let you take it from here. So Go the, ahead. 
Kessel that game, and I'm gonna tell you something. Kessel that game to me, he did, he did, he played very well. He was yes, pedal to the metal. Agreed. He was getting in there, like like the announcer said, and I said the exact same thing when when he scored the goal. He's never in there. He's never right. he's in never the in the dirty area. Yep. And then next thing you know, he's in there. I was like, Phil Kessel impressed me today. If he keeps playing this way. I, I will take back at the end of the season. If he plays this way the whole season, whether we win or lose, whatever, how, however far we get, I will at the end of the season, I will give my condolences and be like, you know what? He was worth the money that we paid well, for. Well, condolences is when someone like dies. Well, I'll give my, You'll give my, him your props. my props that yeah. he was worth the money that we paid him. But he if he keeps playing this way, because he played great yesterday. Yeah, like, like you, you say, he, he did the dirty yeah, work. And, and I think... And I think that that's the Phil Castle we needed last year. I'm okay with getting him this year because, you know, he didn't leave. We didn't get so fucked in the sense that we didn't have someone that can lead or, or not even lead but score. And, you know, and a veteran. We kept a good veteran, and he scored, and he did his part in the game. I'm happy yeah. with it. I'm so, happy with it. So I agree with Lucio. So there was – there's a lot of Coyotes fans calling for Phil Kessel's head, like willing to trade him for like a third round pick just to get rid of his contract. Oh, that was all of us last year. No, that was me. At the <laughs> no, end. it was not me. If you remember, it was that was not me. I, I mean, was, I was, I, I was up. I was Lucio up, was defended him to no end. I was ready to get rid of him. I, I will admit like that right game. here. Well, here's the thing though. Here's the was thing. Was I wrong? <laughs> at the end of the uh, day, uh, would well, you have you blamed me last season? You weren't long, wrong last season, but but what I was trying to tell you guys the entire year is that yeah he's been a disappointment and he, he and he's not used to playing with a lower caliber team as far as offense. How dare you? I say. mean he's played he's played on Boston he's played on Toronto and he's played in uh, in in Pittsburgh and then all of a sudden he's a Coyote. All right, right, it's right. Like, no, 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 no. It's it's you didn't say that he was he wasn't used to being on a low caliber team. You said he wasn't used to being the number one guy. Well, that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Like, you think what I'm saying? No, it's like, not the same thing because like it absolutely is, man. Because like if you oh think God. about it, if the Coyotes, if listen here, if the Coyotes had fucking Austin Matthews and like like a winger like fucking Patrick Kane on on. He wouldn't be the number one guy. That would be you know, if, if we had team. that. We he wouldn't be a coyote if we had that. He I was know, here because I, that's all we I could know, but get. You're, like you're you're getting into the logistics here. What I'm saying is like he's never played on a team where he was, was the best one. player. Yeah. So I don't I'm think saying, he was the best he's player. Like a, he, he like he's a low caliber. He, he he's never been on a low caliber offense team. He's always been on offensive powerhouse teams, and so. That's what I'm saying with a high caliber versus low caliber. But I, I, what I said last year was that he, he's not used to having the spotlight. He's not used to playing with lower talented offensive players. And he was fighting an injury the entire year last year. Mind you, he's, he's 33 years old. So, yeah, I'm not expecting a 90-point season out of Phil Kessel. I, I never expected that. I even told you guys, don't expect that. But I'm not ready to give up on the guy because it was his first season. And statistically, Phil Kessel has always had a bad first season with every team that he's been new on. He's always had a bad first season, and he always rebounds. I'm not saying he's going to rebound and be a 90-point player. I'm just saying I'm not ready to give up after a guy after one season – up on a guy after one season because he wasn't a uh, – a prolific goal scorer. He 
he was battling injuries the entire year last year. And uh, Rick Tockett is to blame for this, for keeping him in yeah, and not Rick. resting him and getting him healthy. So, and, uh, you know, Rick Talk is a different conversation that I just don't have time for today. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I liked what I saw out of the Coyotes last night. Uh, a loss is a loss. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, the Coyotes did great. They lost. Okay, you can't. You can't be soft in the first period and you can't play two out of three periods in a hockey game. It's just not possible. No caliber, no, no championship caliber team is going to play two out of three periods, but um, it was the first game. I'm not tripping about it. We have a new coaching staff behind the bench. We have new players on the ice leadership's gone. Um, and, and we have, you know, a new general manager. We've completely changed our identity from a soft ass team plays the perimeter because they're afraid to get hit to, to a team that will fucking get in the dirty areas like Kessel and fucking score a game winning goal with three seconds left, or I'm sorry, game tying goal with three seconds left. So uh, that's what I liked about the coyotes last night. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm not predicting they're going to be a playoff team this year. I don't really give a shit if they're a playoff team this year. I'm just excited that we have a competent general manager behind the bench. And this year, if we perform and we make the playoffs, that's amazing. If we don't perform, Rick Tockett is fucking gone. What? And just, just, show, are just show progress, right? Show I, uh, progress. Yeah, just show progress. And that's, I, uh, and that's that's all that that's all that's needed. So watching the Cardinals play yesterday, I did have a lot of faith. I mean, not faith in the beginning because I was kind of upset. But after we came back, I did feel like there was a lot of uh, positive positive things there, especially from the new guys that we got on the team. I think it's step up time. I think it's, 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 you know, you didn't hear a lot of OEL last night. I think, you know, OEL is going to fall back and, 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 and the end up losing his captaincy sometime soon. Cause I feel like he's just not performing at a wow. captain level. And I love that's OEL. A good, that's a good I, prediction there. I, I love OEL. I love OEL. He's one of my favorite players on the team, but he was very quiet last night. And, you know, there were some people up in the, in, in, in the forwards making some noise, man. Like you said, Hitting hard, getting in there. Connor Garland was, you know, fantastic. He's he was, you know, like he's always is a pit bull. I have high hopes. I have high hopes that we 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 can make the playoffs this year. Um, but if we don't make the playoffs, I think we're still gonna have a waiting season. I think we're gonna be way over five hundred this year. Um, even though we do have shorter games, I don't particularly like. I mean, I didn't get to talk about this uh, last time. I don't know when you guys talked about it, but. Uh, I don't particularly like too much of the schedule. I don't like the two games at a time. Uh, I think that's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it's it's going to be dumb. But the good thing about that is that you can come back and see that team like, I'm going to fuck your shit today. I'm going to fuck yep. your shit today. You you yeah. fucked me yesterday, but I'm going to fuck you tomorrow. Well, that's what we're hoping for for tomorrow for the, so. for the game against San yeah. Jose. And last thing I want to talk about here with the Coyotes is uh, <laughs> something that we have not been able to talk about since last time we recorded is that a legend is coming back, and Shane Doan being oh. hired as the uh, chief officer of hockey development. So I'm yeah. gonna throw it out to our experts. So Kenny, how do you think that Shane Doan is gonna be able to affect in his new position here with the Coyotes? Yeah, I want to touch on that, but first, since you guys don't have me the entire time, I gotta jump off after the Coyote segment. I'm sorry, guys. It's just family priorities here, but um, I, I want. We touch are your family. Loose. I know, buddy, but I, I got a, I got a 18 month old son that's waiting for his daddy to go kiss him goodnight. But um, 
So the one thing I wanted to touch on with, uh, with what Lucio said, I absolutely agree. Lucio, you, you've got tremendous hockey knowledge. I don't want anybody to doubt you on that because you really do. Um, <laughs> it, it's something that, uh, that I, uh, I, I really, I really think that Connor Garland is the most underrated forward in the NHL, right? Yeah. Now. Definitely the most underpaid. Uh, I don't, <laughs> It, it, he's up there in the argument for the most underrated forward. He, he is the hardest worker on the ice every night. And that's saying something for being the smallest player on the team. Uh, last night he showed flashes of brilliance and it doesn't look to be going away anytime soon. So uh, knock on wood on that, but Connor Garland is going to get fucking paid this off season and he should get paid. I see him as a future captain of this team. Oh, yeah. I see him as a future 30, so maybe even 40 goal score, depending on if he can have a full season and playing full minutes. That was my biggest beef with Tockett last year is you don't fucking play Connor Garland, your top goal scorer. And all you sit there and preach about in your post-game meetings is how often we need to score fucking goals. He scored 22 goals last season in a shortened season. And you did not play him more than 14 minutes a night. And last night he got more than that. And yeah. that is a good sign for Coyotes fans. We should, we should look forward to that. But anyway, we'll get to the Shane Doan topic here, and I got to jump off. But the Shane Doan hiring, guys, all Coyotes fans, just listen to me. Listen to my sexy, sultry voice for a second while I tell you the most beautiful thing you've heard all fucking year. Shane Doan is fucking back, baby, where he's always belonged oh. and where he has net, was never supposed to leave due to the incompetence of our previous management we let him yes, go sir. in the in the most unfashionable, unrespectful way. Fucking for someone who appreciate who appreciates hockey more than anybody in Arizona. Shane Doan is fucking back in the in, in the in the fold, and we should be fucking bowing down and kissing his fucking pinky toenail for even coming back after how he was treated when he left, and it, well, when he was forced to leave. Uh, Shane Doan is the, the number one ambassador, one of the most salt of the earth people that you'll ever meet in your life. I I've met him multiple times. He knew me by name and I had only, <laughs> I never thought that that would happen. He's just that genuine of a guy. And he is back with the, with the coyotes and he's in one of the most important roles. I think that you could be in as an, as a coyotes executive, because Let's not get this twisted. The manage the ownership that we have is, is great ownership, but they do not know hockey. That I mean, fucking Alex Morello was about to buy the Atlanta, uh, or not the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know if any we did, we never talked about this, but he was just trying to buy a sports team. That's all he was trying to do. Yeah, he was trying so, to get into sports. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He he was not passionate about hockey. He just doesn't know hockey. But we appreciate him. And so what what was what was done is there was a right or there was a wrong that was righted in bringing back Shane Doan. But not only that, Shane Doan does not report to anybody else besides Alex Morello and Javier Gutierrez. Yes, sir. And 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 what that means is they're going to say, hey, we do not know the best course of action here. But you as an Arizona advocate, as a hockey and Arizona advocate, we trust you as a player and we trust you as an executive. Tell us what to do. And guess what? This means so much for the Valley because Shane Doan, as long as he's there, he's there is never going to allow this team to leave. He's never going to allow this team to relocate. 
he is never going to allow this team to suffer defeat year after year. He is never going to not go out and try his best to recruit players to this team, players that he has connection with. I'm not going to say anything too crazy, but his son plays hockey, well, practice, practice all summer with none other than Austin Matthews, an Arizona-born native, whose favorite, one of his favorite players ha- happened to be Shane Doan when he was growing up. So On my fantasy also, team? Exactly. This, uh, yeah, I tried to trade for him. And you're day. still losing. I, <laughs> it, that was a no for me, but... Yeah, I I thought it was a good trade. I didn't. I don't know why you didn't consider it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, again, at the end of the day, guys, uh, you know there there's so many positives that can come out of uh, Arizona hiring Shane Doan back into the organization. One of the ones, my wet dream is him saying, Austin Matthews, come home, baby. Like, you've got a couple more years on your contract in Toronto. You know where you want to play. You know where you live in the offseason. You know how great hockey in Arizona can be if you're in a winning culture. You play hockey with my son. I was one of your favorite players growing up. Come home and bring Arizona their fucking championship. And we're going to stay here for fucking years. My dick's getting hard just talking about it. And (laughs) – Stop, my, my dick can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then, buddy. Hey, thank you for your input. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you yeah. so much, Kenny, for, for hopping on with us. Uh, any any last-minute thoughts before before you hop off? I and we don't see you again no, for the next week. A, I think he gave us a hard answer. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, my, my final thoughts is that I appreciate you guys all so much. Jeremy, I know that I talked over for the last 30 minutes but i appreciate you hanging on here and no, listening this, to my hey, bullshit remember i said before the podcast this is this was all you man this was your moment man this was your face jam dog <laughs> yeah i feel like michael jordan dunking over fucking bugs bunny you know what i'm saying like <laughs> even though they're on the same team but anyway um yeah i, I, I don't think i don't think you watched the movie you should watch the movie well, they had to practice. They, they had to practice. That's all I'm saying. Like, we talking about they practice? definitely practice. He definitely teabagged Bugs Bunny at at one point. But anyway, <laughs> um, my final thoughts is that I think that we talk a lot of shit about Arizona sports a lot. Um, I, I, it's been a long time since I've been this excited about each and every team in Arizona. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals have their, their franchise quarterback, and, and I think that they can improve. Just look at Josh Allen's, Allen's production over the years. I mean, everybody was shitting on him, and now he's probably a top quarterback in the league. Uh, Kyler Murray's right there, I think. Uh, the Coyotes have, a, have finally a strong management group. They don't have the team on the ice yet, but I think that's coming. Uh, you know, the, the Diamondbacks, I don't give a shit about. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> go Dodgers. Um, but – uh, and the Suns, man, I'm I'm just super soaked, super soaked. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> super stoked uh, for the uh, for the Suns fans out there because you guys have have endured a lot of shit uh, under Sarver. So uh, yeah, I, I'm really I'm really pumped for Arizona. I think we're on the upswing. I think that this is uh, potentially the the decade where we could see some winning seasons uh, all across the valley and. Uh, uh, I'm really pumped. All it took is for me to move to Colorado. So yes, I'll sir. stay out here, boys. You guys keep you guys keep winning, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, thank you so much, Kenny. So that was Kenny Mitchell out of uh, what was it? 
Cold as fuck Colorado. <laughs> Cold as fuck yeah. Colorado. All right. We're, we, we're going to call it Calf Colorado. Calf that's Colorado. exactly what it's going to be. When we come back, we're going to have more on the NBA and more on here. Sticks and kicks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are back once again. Thank you once again to Kenny Mitchell for joining with us in the first half of the show. Guys, we are still here with myself, Danny Orona, Lucio, here to my left in studio. And from Tempe, Arizona, we have Jeremy Griffin still on the line. Guys, let's get into a little bit of NBA action. I know we talked a little bit on the Suns, but a lot went on this week. Headlines that took over national news this week is, of course, the James Harden trade. He has been trying to get out of that city for a long, long time. I right, looks like we lost Jeremy for a bit here. Well, we'll see if we can get it back. But, yeah, Lucio, he's been trying to get out of Houston for a long time. And it all started with this uh, with the interview he gave. Like, you know what? This team is just not – what do he say? It's just not good enough? Something like that. Like, kind of like straight up – I don't want to say straight dissing his teammates, but acknowledging that he's not going to go anywhere with those the set of teammates. And so you, as a player, I'm not going to say... Uh, as a teammate of someone that's been like that? Yeah, I, I'm not even going to say, like, as a superstar. I'm not going to say as anything, anything like, you know, you're one of the stars of the team. But just as a player on the team, to hear someone like, you know what, this team is just not good enough, how would you feel? So personally for me, I've had this kind of experience with, uh, you remember that guy we used to play with, the, the young kid um, with Inter, that he, Sergio or whatever his name was. But anyways, I know who you're talking about. But. This kid, I mean, he, he just felt too good for the team. He felt like he was better than, than the team. And whether he had skill or not was not the point. It was yeah. just the point that he just made it seem like he like his priorities weren't with us. And like he's like, huh? You know what? Let me, let me. I'm not gonna play as hard as I would normally play because I did see him play with other teams a lot harder than he played with us, which made me really frustrated because it's like we have an opportunity to win if you also stepped up on this team and we could be a force to be reckoned with. But instead, he would just give us fifty percent, seventy five percent on some games. And, you know, to hear something like that, that James Harden would say something like that, it, it, it is kind of frustrating. Like you're bigger than a team. Yeah, you're bigger than a team. Like the team is no one without you kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, at the same time for James Harden, he has to do what's best for him in the sense that, yes, I get it that Houston gave him everything, but but a championship. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, Houston gave him everything. He no, no. Houston was not supposed to give him a champion. He was supposed to give Houston a champion. Well, sure. Houston gave him the contract. Houston gave him the money. Houston gave him the lifestyle that he wanted. Houston came up with everything that it said it was going to come up with. So I'm gonna throw it over here to Jeremy. Jeremy, after after hearing that, like, what are your thoughts on James Harden's attitude before the trade? Before the trade, I mean, it was, bro, it's just unprofessional, man. It's unprofessional. Um, one thing we don't talk about on sticks and kicks is uh, political affiliation. That's not something that goes on here. But, unfortunately, this situation uh, has to call for that. Um, James Harden was mad that the owner of the Houston Rockets is a pro-Trump supporter. Yes, sir. Um, whether whoever feels about that, that's that's not hearsay or nursery. Just James Harden felt 
that he did not want to play with that team. Also, I kind of feel like at the same time, that was kind of of a, a scapegoat for the team that he that they put around him wasn't really necessarily like, you know, I, I feel like that they didn't have the pieces there for, and he felt like he couldn't win. So I felt like it was a, kind of a cop out as well. And uh, he, you noticed very well about his attitude. He just made it very clear that he did not want to be there. Now, regardless of the fact if they can be L.A. or not, uh, the fact that he said that is a dick move. I mean, yeah, there's other people out there. If you really I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of disrespectful to the people on the team. But I, I kind of look at a James Harden perspective as well. That's how he truly feels. And if that's how he truly feels, I mean, you can't knock someone for really feel for expressing the way hey, he feels. Just looking around, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think these guys can beat these guys." You know what I'm saying? Well, I have With a question. I have a question. At the same time, though, that's putting yourself. That's like putting yourself on blend, saying that I don't think I can help lead these guys to a championship. And that's what you were there supposed to be. You're supposed to be the number one yes. guy. Yes. You're supposed to be the leader. Okay. What was now, your question, Lucio? I have a question. So give it James Harden pre-2020, pre-2019, before he knew that, you know, his his team owner was, uh, you know, a Trump supporter, whatever the case may be. However yeah. he felt for whatever he felt. James Harden, when he's happy with the team, plays very well. He's he's top one of the top scorers in the league. His defense not the greatest, but, you know, he's not known for his defense. He's known for his offense. Now, what I'm, what I'm asking is him moving to the Nets, to Brooklyn, is he going to be happy there? And if he is going to be happy, do you think that it's – because I know that we talked about it or I've seen you guys posting. It's like, oh, well, let's see how Steve Nash deals with it and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that his attitude is going to change going to the Nets and, and, and playing with people like Kyrie Irving um, and his, his pers- uh, perspective might be different and he might be happier or just kind of relieved that he's no longer in Houston and you think his game might elevate again to a better standard than it was the last couple years? You know, I'm going to go ahead and take that before Jeremy because he's gonna, probably going to have a more professional response than I am. James Harden is going to go to the Nets. He's not the number one guy anymore. No. I don't think he's going to be the number one, number one guy, and I think that's going to take all the pressure off him because this just proves that James Harden, as gifted as he is, the offensive machine that he is, he is not a number one guy on an NBA team. And he has proven that over the last couple of years in Houston. Yes, he has given Houston a lot of great memories. He has given Houston a lot of great stats. He has given Houston a lot of great stripper dollars. <laughs> but he himself is not a number one franchise guy. And being surrounded by uh, Kevin Durant, being surrounded by Kyrie Irving, if he ever shows up again, then he he has no more pressure on him because then that's a big three. It is not James Harden in H-Town. It is a big three in Brooklyn. So with that, go ahead, Jeremy. I I mean, first of all, I I don't know what you were talking about. That was... That was extremely professional, sir. Like that was that was great. That was like that was job interview textbook response answer. That was great, man. That was fantastic. Thank you. In, in my mind, it came off as bad. I don't know why. I don't know why it came out fantastic. Everything, everything from the Houston uh, stats to the stripper dollars. I, I loved every part of it. That was fantastic. <laughs> and you know what? 
I don't know. It's remained to be seen what's going to happen with Harden. It is remained to be seen. Like Lucio said, before he got, you know, before he learned about, you know, the, the, the issues that made him want to leave, he was still losing in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He was still not taking them to where they're supposed to be. And despite getting all the pieces that he asked for, mm-hmm. he asked for, for for another guy. He got Chris Paul, you know, one of the best passers in the game. That didn't work out. Asked for Westbrook, one of his best friends in the world. That Not only did that not work out, that's how the relationship. <laughs> we ain't you talking no more. That not work out. They're not even, I mean, I'm almost pretty sure they're not friends anymore. He wanted three-point shooters. He wanted defense. They gave him everything that he asked for, and he could not deliver. So, I I mean, for him to go to the Nets, it still remained to be seen what's going to happen because at the end of the day, winning is fixes everything. Yeah. And that's all that really matters is if they're winning. And, and do you, I, what's up? Do you think Brooklyn has a winning team with Durant, Tyree, and now James Harden? On uh, paper. I, I, I mean, winning team? They gave yes. up a lot. They gave up a, a lot for him. Championship team? May that that still remain to be seen. I mean, because championship teams aren't just building one year. You have years to exactly, and they gave and up a the lot. Point. But let's for be him. honest about it. They gave the up whole a lot. reason for doing this is to go all in right it's, now. It's that was to win right now. It's right now. I don't know how long. Unfortunately, I don't know the contract situations, so I don't know who's locked in for what. I know. Duran is locked in, I think, for at least four years. I know he just signed the contract. I'm not really sure about Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm not sure if he got traded from Boston or he, or he went to Brooklyn. or And uh, same thing with Harden. I don't know how many years he had left on his contract. So I'm not sure about that. But let's be honest about it. In the, in the next three years, it's, it's either now or never. And I can almost guarantee this right now, sir, that – if there's a slight issue, which it seems to already be one with Kyrie, if I mean, if if the Nets don't produce, Nash is gone, and that's gonna suck because I don't think Nash deserves that right away. What well, I right, kind of believe that this could be whether he deserves it or not, but that's what he signed on to when he decided to be a first year head coach. Without having any assistant head coach experience under him, just like straight into the fire, like all right, they gave it to him. Why they, would bro? If you went to a job interview and they'd offered you CEO, you're gonna be like, nah, I'll take uh, I'll take janitor. No, 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 that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that this is what he signed up for. Then you know what? This is the this is what you're expected to produce. So this is true, and that's what and, I'm saying. And, and so, so what you're what you're I saying mean, right now, this could be a one and done for Nash. Well, you know what, this is what right he signed now, up though, for. It, I mean, can you really put the with with the way Kyrie is behaving? Can you really put everything on Nash? I don't and know. It, 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 it all depends. All the, at the end of the day, all the sabotages, all the in in the league things, they're not even going to pay attention to that, and Nash is going to be gone. Well, that's Despite, what I'm saying. It all like depends that. on how the owner looks at things, because if you want to look at things that everyone else. Then he's gonna come up with that decision. Like, all right, we'll give him, we'll give Steve Nash another year. Or if he just wants to scapegoat, it's like, no, I expect the Steve Nash to do better. And you can't really blame him because Steve Nash put himself in a head coach seat, and as head coach, you're liable for everything that goes on in your organization. Unfortunately, that's the truth. No, 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 no. You, you cannot the say GM, no. Like, the GM uh, is liable for everything that goes on in the organization. The Bro, GM the coach, gave him. The oh, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Before, Jeremy, Jeremy, hang on. I mean, 
It's not, bro. The, I mean, bro, it's so difficult to go ahead and just say it's the coaches. I, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. But as a GM, you're saying, all right, I gave you Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and you couldn't get it done? That is the GM scapegoat right there. That is him going to the big boss and saying, and that's this, what I'm saying. That's this is scapegoat. what I gave him. If this doesn't work out regardless of of all the, all the bullshit that's going on in in, in the season. Because mind you, Kyrie Irving might even sit out the season. He might, yes. He might even sit out the season. But that, and but but they'll the, still the, make the playoffs. I'm, I'm again, they're, they're they're definitely making the playoffs. It but is if East. they get maybe that that first round elimination, Steve Nash is gone. If I think anything, um, when was the last time below made it to a the conference championship this year? It, Nash is on the hot seat, unfortunately. No, because he, with that type yeah, of talent, you're expected it. to win today. You're expected to win tomorrow, and you're expected to win the championship. That, that, and, and, that, and that's what I'm that, saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's, I, I don't think you know. What I'm saying I don't think he's gonna get that chance. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like. Like we said, I think Lucio said it. Their teams aren't built overnight. You just don't build a team and win. Hey, win yeah. the championship. But on paper, except for like the 07 Celtics. But other than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but here's the yeah, thing: no, on paper, no, it, the GM—it's going to take maybe three years, and I don't know if they're going to get that. Th- I don't know if Nash is going to get that three years. No, no, but Nash is not. But the GM will. The GM will say, "I gave him all the tools. It's not my no, fault. No, he don't know how to use." And, and that's what I'm, I, I totally agree. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's not. I think it's not going to be fair to Nash. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Nash not. But okay. All right. Two things I want to touch on before we move on is that number one. James Harden, regardless of political beliefs, a lot of people that follow me on social media know my political beliefs and know what I believe in. Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now, but once you have a contract, once you sign a contract to a, a organization that is paying you millions of dollars, you can't use that as an excuse. I'm sorry, but you just can't. That is just that is a contract that you have signed. Maybe not with this team. You got traded, whatever it is, may, may, may be. But you are obligated to fulfill that to an ex, to the fullest extent. And you can say that. I don't care if you wear a sign on your back saying I don't support so and so. Yeah. But but I you agree. need you need to you need to fulfill your contract to your sport to the best of your ability. Yeah. Because yeah. that is who is paying you millions of dollars. dollars. I, I don't like it's another thing if you if you're being paid minimum wage, sure. Slack off. Get fired. I don't care what you do. But when you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game that, that you, you love, love to do, you just got to follow through because it is not the fans' fault who the owner is affiliated with because fans spent. Jeremy, you and I have been to sporting goods stores together. Jerseys go for hundreds of dollars. Yep. Hats yeah. go for like what? $35. A hat. You know, the scarves go for, I don't know how many. You could easily go into sporting goods, come out with three items, spend $300. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody can go in there and spend $300 on merchandise, but they do it to support your team. To support the team that they love. So James Harden, I'm sorry, but you cannot use that. You cannot use that in a, as an excuse. I would love to support you every way that I can based on your beliefs, but just not at the fans' expense. Nope. I'm sorry. It cannot happen that way. Extremely so, well said, man. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was fair to the fans of Houston. I don't think it was fair to the teammates. You know what I'm saying? The people who saw, oh, I'm going to sign here, Ben, and they spoke to James Harden. Hey, I want to play with you. Yeah, come to Houston. 
And then, you know, he, he kind of leaves them high and dry. I don't yes, know if sir. that conversation happened, whatever. But, I mean, you know, players do talk and they do like to play alongside each other. And, you know, I'm pretty sure a couple people did text Harden about want to play alongside him or, or what have you. And um, he let a lot of people down in Houston, unfortunately. And uh, he's got a lot of, I mean, yeah, no, that, you know, that's, that's just going to follow him. And, you know, regardless of political beliefs, I agree. I mean. That team took a chance on you. They gave you a huge contract and a huge investment. And, I mean, that's – yeah, no, that's that's not the way it goes. I understand if uh, you have some issues with the front office regarding winning or the direction of the team. You know, there are ways that, you know, there are issues because players, they're people too, and they deserve yeah. to win somewhere where they're happy to be and i totally understand no that. and, and, and you know time, if you want to go off on your own personal social media and say what you believe in and say all this and you know you have the full freedom to do so go ahead and do all of that i completely support you go out and you know use your freedom of speech and say everything that you want to say but so, not, yeah, at the, no, so not at the team's expense and not yeah, at the fans expense not, you know the team like i said the team took a big chance on you and uh yeah, no, it's very disappointing. So, um, let's as for Brooklyn's sake, let's hope they get a better, a, a better product. Because I mean, yeah, like you said, he is a scorer. Yes, he's, sir. He's a great scorer. Obviously, you know the, the numbers don't lie. But at the same time, um, you know he is never really. I mean, beside besides a young KD, a young KD, and a young Westbrook, he's never really had two other other stars on his hand. I wouldn't necessarily call Kyrie Irving a superstar, but you know. I mean, let's see how that works out. All right. My final thing that uh, I want to talk on to this this uh, basketball thing is with uh, with this whole potential big three uh, getting together in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving, bro. What is he doing to this team by not following protocol? And, you know, it just I, I, I think in my own in my personal opinion i think he's just being very selfish with the way he's been carrying himself and letting his team suffer and not caring about what these fines are because yes i i've seen the headlines and seen how he could lose four hundred thousand dollars a game that he misses i'll give everybody right now i'll tell everybody he doesn't give a fuck about that four hundred thousand he'll make it up no problem it's $400,000 a game. That is nothing to him. It is a 72-game season. He can miss 10 games. He can be fined millions of dollars and not care because he will make it up. Don't you worry about him. He is not going to go hungry. His kids are not going to go hungry. Hungry. So He has a shoe deal with Nike. That, that, is, that, that, that is not going to be a problem. But who is suffering is his team. And just for him to go out, the, oh, my goodness, the, the, this just hits home to me because he, us living here in Arizona, Arizona is a hot spot for COVID nineteen. I think we're number one, not only in the nation, I think in the world for COVID nineteen. And for right. him to be out at a party without a mask on, doing all this shit, when the NBA clearly stated, go from your home to the gym to the arena, back home, don't do anything else, and we don't need a bubble. It's obvious that it's not working, and it's obvious that Kyrie is doing a lot more harm than good for his team. Uh, guys, go ahead and discuss before I go off on the rant. Oh, that wasn't a rant? Not yet. So, oh. my thing is, at the end of the day, 
Uh, we've talked about this, and I and you know I always end a lot of the shows with uh, wearing your mask, regardless if you like it or not. I don't particularly like wearing a mask. I don't particularly care for it, uh, but I wear it because at the end of the day, Danny and me had a conversation about this months ago, months months ago, and he said, "What's the harm? You, I rather look stupid for a year or two and not hurt, and not hurt nobody." And find out that the virus is, you know, not as bad as it is or, you know, wear the mask, you know, and protect people when you can. Now, like I said, do I like wearing a mask? Absolutely not. My girlfriend, you know, uh, she has uh, she's she has she's immune uh, compromised. Let's yeah, just say that compromised. compromised immune compromised. That's what it is. And but and I wear it for her, for her in the sense that I'll go somewhere and I'll wear it just because I know that I still have to go back home to her. Um, but at the end of the day, there is people out there that are going to do whatever they want. Um, this is his job and his job can find him. The league can find him where he works. They can, you can get fired from your job. I think it's a little bit different, obviously with sports because you sign contracts and things like that. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, he is going to do what he wants to do, whether the league punishes him or not. And as selfish as he is, he does have that right. But at the end of the day, your job is to perform at a level that's going to allow you to do so. And if you don't take care of yourself, if you put yourself at risk to get not only injured, but also get yourself sick, you're letting you're 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 not fulfilling your contract at the end of the day. And like Danny said, you're, you're letting your team down in something that you I mean, you didn't technically promise them, but you did sign a contract to do the best you can for this team and doing following those protocols is you doing the best you can for this team. So for me, I agree with Danny in the sense that he 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 should be getting his stuff together. At the end of the day, he is getting paid millions of dollars. Just do what you're fucking told. Like at the end of the day, you're 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 making millions of dollars. There's people out there that don't have nothing right now. Making seven dollars an hour. You know, there's people out there that don't have nothing right now, and you're making millions of dollars and you're gonna cry about it. You know, I get it. I don't like to wear a mask either, but I wear it. Get over it. So, unfortunately, it looks like, uh, well, not unfortunately, I mean, he deserves it. Uh, it looks like he's actually lost, I, I believe, $1.4 million for, I think he's whatever, it was like four that's, something. That's three games. That's my yeah, point. That's like three that. games. It is and a 72-game uh, season. Lost, and then he got a $50, uh, $50. See, it's still $50,000. Oh, $50, See, I'm still talking in poor terms. I apologize. I talk poor, people money. poor people money. Uh, that's, that's poor money. I apologize. No, I meant to say $50,000. There's an extra couple zeros behind that. But, yeah, no, he's just been fine for that. And I totally agree. First of all, um, another, another political statement, I believe, is why – Kyrie Irving said that he missed the first game was the boycott for what had happened at the Capitol. Um, that's what, that's what, you know, it was believed that he said, and, or I, I don't believe that's what he said. And his um, relationship, I guess, with Kevin Durant lately has been real distant, but the real root that I believe is, is because they didn't consult him on the hiring of Steve Nash. He's not really happy with the coaching that was the, the coaching candidate that was picked. And I guess, you know, this is like one of those rebellious acts, but bro, you're only hurting yourself at the end of the day. Yes, and this sir. is one thing that I hate that teams don't do, bro. Why the hell don't they just bench people and yes. just let them sit there, bro? Like, I don't know. There's like, that would be, I'll tell you what, just sit there. I they don't care. They would have done that in the eighties. 
Like Rob, they, they Rob's your career away. That they, means they nothing wouldn't, to me. They wouldn't put up with this shit in the eighties. Like in the that 80s, literally means nothing the, to me that it, you sat there and rotted your career. You know what I'm saying exactly. like I don't understand what people like. It's no, like, get dressed. Suit these, up. these guys have so there. much Watch, privilege nowadays. Like they have so much privilege in the sense that they make so much money. They they ask for your say about what you want in a coach or players and things like that. Back in the day, they didn't ask you. They didn't care. What kind what of style you, do exactly. you like? You know, what, 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 what kind of like point guard do you back want? Back in the day, exactly. no, it was like, oh, you know how to play the triangle? No. Hey, I need to trade you then. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And, and, oh, do you know how to, you know, do you know how to play three and D? No. All right. Well, but we're hiring this coach. Okay. You know, like you have yeah. to be good with well, it okay. and you have well, to get used to it. Yeah, Nowadays it's like, like they, they ask too much of the players. Oh, what coach do you want? What coach do you think would work well for you? What the fuck does it matter if it, does, if it works well for you, but it doesn't work well for the other 12 players on your fucking team? Uh, yeah. And that's a perfect example is, uh, I don't know if you guys all saw The Last Dance with the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, I, for, I forget the coaches. I think it was uh, uh, Doug. Uh, oh, God. I forget his name. But it's one of the commentators. But he was uh, he was Jordan's coach. And uh, he, he loved the guy. He loved him. But unfortunately, they, they weren't winning. So they went ahead and, uh, you know, he, he had stepped down and they went ahead and brought in Phil Jackson. And, you know, the rest is history. Six rings later, the rest is history, you know, six rings, seven seasons. I mean, bro, I it's, think, it's I think they just need to like they need to suck, like they need to be like any other job where there's replacements made. There's people that get fired, people that get let go and people that get brought in. You have to adapt. You know, people talk about survival of the fittest. It's not survival of the fittest. It's the survival of the fittest when it comes yeah. to who can adapt best to the envi- the new environment that's being presented to you. That's literally what survival of the fittest means. Well, no, but not everybody, <laughs> no, not everybody knows. People think that survival of the fittest sometimes means the but, strongest. Hey, so what I'm saying time, is... At the same time, though, I don't want to treat players as things. I, they, yeah. they, no, no, no. Okay, people, so, like, I, I get you know what you're saying. Like, yeah. So my you know my, like, like my thing have, is they, they should have a say and and mind you though they're not just you know like yeah it's just a game and they get paid but mind you though I mean why we can't play the game you know what I'm saying like these guys are physical specimens and they get hurt yeah. a lot you know they they put their bodies on the line sometimes not necessarily basketball but I'm not gonna get into that too much but you know no, what I'm no, saying? No, like, of course yeah no yeah, regardless like, of yeah, what you, you do the, like these hockey dudes they you know they put their bodies on the line and and some of them should have. A, a deserve a right to say where they play or, you know, at least some type of, you know, but at the same time, if, if you commit to something, you shouldn't be able to be a dick about it and just, you know, back out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you should, we should always teach value of, you know, you know, your man and your word type thing, you know? Yeah, no, no, with, without a doubt. And, and that's why I've always been a, a man of your word type of guy. So you sign the contract, you, you, you're going to play out the rest of your contract. That's, that's what a man does. He put his name to it. So that's what you've got to do. And yes, you, to have a say in it, that's great. Especially if you're a star player that you feel like you want to have a say in who your coach is going to be. That's great. But at the end of the day, you're a player. You might get your chance one day to be a coach, to have a say, to be in the front office, to see who is going to run this franchise. But here, here and now, you are a player and you are being coached. That's why Patrick Mahomes might be one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen ever. But he is still a player. And he is going to get coached. That's that's why there is a head coach there. 
And I, I know, I know, I'm gonna get very repetitive on this, but that that it, it just holds holds true in all sports. Is that while you're a coach, while you're a player, you are still earning your stripes to get into the front office, and you have not yet earned it. I don't care who you are. Yes, there are the Tom Brady's out there. There are the players that they're like, I want to pick my who my next coach is going to be because I'm the greatest player who's ever played. Whatever. There are those kind of guys, but there are few well, and far between. You do between. care who they are, then they are. So there you are do few. Care who they are. They are you say no, you no, don't no. care who that, they are. But, no, that's what I'm saying. There know, are some, few there's between. There's some examples out there. But hang on, my my thing is that there are there are those players who want to who want to say that, but as a GM, as an owner. You need to make your choice, regardless of what the player says, because you are the one in charge of the team. And at the end of the day, if a team falls, if a team has multiple losing seasons on the record, it's not going to be because of this player that was on your roster. It is going to be the GM, the head coach, and the owner whose names are going to be on all those losing seasons. Yeah, I agree. So that is what's going to go on. So, Lucio, you had a point? Oh, no, not anymore to what you're saying. I just want to make sure we, we hit one more thing. Look, one thing with with all sports, you always get these lot of cocky kids coming out of high school, college, whatever. <laughs> but my by far my favorite person, and I don't follow basketball very, very often, but the Ball family has had its fair share of Publicity over the years. It's the most entertaining thing to follow. Right? The most entertaining thing to follow. But I'll tell you what. LaMelo Ball coming into the league. He's he's proven people wrong, man. That kid can play basketball. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't think he's proven people wrong. I think he's proven people right. Because people were saying that LaMelo Ball was the best of the Ball brothers. All right, Jeremy. I'm going to let you go here. Go ahead. Thank you for having us here. Thank you for hey, being man. with us, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. My last thought is, uh, yeah, no, Lamelo Ball has, uh, he's 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 playing solid, man. Hopefully, he can keep this up. And uh, yeah, the youngest man to get that triple double, as Lucio stated earlier, man. I yes, mean, sir. Killer. He's killing. All right, guys. Uh, All right, later, Jeremy. Man, Be safe, kicks, man. Take it easy. Be safe, later. Jeremy. But he, I feel like he he like I feel like there was a lot of hate, man, because Lamelo Ball, his brother, the way his dad is. I think there was a lot of hate between the, you know, play people and stuff like that. But he did have a lot of love. He's young. A lot of these young kids want somebody like that. That's always on Instagram. That's always on this and always doing that. I mean, he signed a big Puma uh, shoe deal. Uh, so he's sponsored by Puma. Uh, he he has Puma. He's, you know, he's rocking, Suma. The, he's rocking the Puma. Big, the Suma. Puma and, you know, you got because. Kuzma. Up there, you know, Kuzma's <laughs> rocking Puma as well. You got Sumas, Sumas, because they don't pay us to say that. So, oh, sorry, <laughs> Zumas, Zumba. Anyways, that you can't say that either. But anyways, God damn it. The point being is that he he's he's great. He's he's doing really well, and I think that he's starting to pick up in minutes in the sense that he's no longer being like that bench player that's coming off the bench. They're starting to kind of test him in the waters longer. He's been playing longer and longer. And uh, I really like this kid. I, I, I started watching his uh, – his uh, before he got drafted, I was, I was paying attention a lot to him because I remember watching this shit when he was playing with Chino Hills and back in California. 
And then, like, when he got changed, uh, he got sent to Lithuania and stuff like that. And, you know, he was, a, it was, it was kind of a joke. You know, he was a scrawny little kid, didn't have a lot going on. I mean, I don't think he got sent to Lithuania. No, well, he, he went uh, to Lithuania, Lithuania, uh, Lithuania, uh, Lithuania as, like, uh, not a fuck you, but, like, as a, a way to progress his skill. Because they. To forego college. Yeah, to forego college. And we saw that at work because he didn't wait, just wait, go to you Lithuania. Know he went to sit to Australia as well. Yes, and uh, and Euro playing Euro ball and playing overseas has worked for a lot of guys. I mean, look at fucking Luca. Yeah, Luca. He he went out there. He played like not NBA level type of guys, but he was playing with like uh, grown Older men. men yeah. I know that uh, Jeremy brought this up uh, in past podcasts. I think Kenny did too. Is like playing against grown men, playing against that kind of skill set. It builds you. It builds you, and it makes you ready for the next step. Because you got to put it this way. In the NBA, they're grown men as well, right? They're, they're Obviously, they're the best grown men at the sport that they play. Um, but you also got to think, the physicality that goes with playing basketball, playing any sport with grown men is different than playing with college people. Yes, college kids, they're grown men as well. But you got veterans that have been playing this game for decades, and they're, they're going to body you. They, they know the little tricks. They know the little ins and outs of the game and they know how to how to push you how to how to how to grab you how to make sure that it doesn't get called as a foul and stuff like that and you have to get used to that and i think that really helped lamello because he's a small kid very thin very lengthy and i think they helped him toughen up and play a very tough basketball more physical game more physical game and I think that's why he's been that's why he's been successful in this league. Not only has he been successful in the league because he's, you know, he's toughened up, but he has a strong, very high basketball IQ. Like his IQ for basketball is crazy because you know he says it himself. He's like, I've been playing basketball since I was three, yeah, and I've been playing against my older brothers my whole life. So he's been playing against people older than him his entire life. So it's not it's not been like he's plays with people his age. He's always played with people older than him. So it becomes that he's he's already kind of been in that mentality that I have to be better than the person better than me. Um, and I don't want to you know like sit here and talk about him like all like you know like he's God or anything because he's you know he got ways to go. But if he progresses in this way, he's gonna do very well in the in the league, and I think he's earning his stripes right now as we speak. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it's anything like uh, Lonzo, I mean, Lonzo's, Lonzo's built himself a, a pretty good niche in the NBA so far. Yes. Um, I'm not gonna say so much about uh, Leangelo. What's his name? Jello. Le- yeah, Leangelo. Yeah, but uh, Jello. Mo- most famous for his uh, his in China. <laughs> I, well, I was gonna say his uh, activities overseas, but <laughs> if you want to just put a dot on the eye right there, yeah, I mean, like sure. it's just, everybody knows at this point. I mean, uh, I think that Jello will come back. I think he is the more physical of the three. Um, I think that he will he will come back from the G League. I think that this just wasn't his time, and I mean, all the ball brothers apparently have taken different routes. You have Lonzo go more traditional route. You got Lamelo going, you know, the European kind of route that way, which is, is what did Lonzo go? Do you remember what he went to in the draft? He went third, third or second. No, no, no. Lonzo went number two. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about uh, Melo. Melo, yeah. He went number three. He went number three. So number three or number two as well. 
No, number uh, three. Two and three. Number three. Yeah. So, so, so Lonzo still ended up being higher the best, in the right? draft, but I mean, Lonzo uh, Lamelo's starting to show a little bit it, more. It promise. looks like he's got more more ceiling to him. Yeah, he looks like, like he has a, a more potential in him, and it's starting to blossom now. So, okay, we we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, other than that, basketball's been pretty interesting this year. I mean, sucks that it got postponed. Um, but you know. for the for the Phoenix and right at oh my god that I still can't get over it because we like this team is hot right now like they want to get back on the they're court doing good in the first three weeks of basketball being played uh, what was it they were number two in the whole league they were the second best team in the whole league well they they were number one in the West yeah number like, one in the West at, but, at one point but, but the, I, I don't put too much stock into that because but still it's, mean, it's early in the scene you so still any put some any stock team into it in the sense that. Um, in the sense that the team looks good. Yes. They look good. They feel good. They're playing good. The chemistry's there. I think, you know, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, the killer on your team, fucking Booker. <laughs> I mean, he's looking fantastic. He's super underrated. Everyone kind of, like, it's it's like, so like, funny like, how people count him out. Like, right when now. you shouldn't count him out. Yeah, pe- people are calling him out right now because his numbers are not Booker numbers that we're used to. That, that'll that come. It'll, that that dude, will definitely you're, come. You're sitting there talking. Everybody had those years. I yes. Mean, Kobe had the, those years. It's, especially in the LeBron beginning. Like, like it years. is the longest. It's the long season. It's the very it, long season. And, and, and so, like, for me, I, I feel like, you know, Booker's going to come back into it. Booker's looking fantastic in the league in general. Um, he's he's look he's starting to sound. He's starting to look like a leader. You know he 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 is the he is the future leader of this team. Well, I mean, a, I think he's the leader he's right now. Leader right? now. He he's, but I think, he's got the help with but Chris, I think Paul Chris Paul now. Kind of helps him. It's like his. It, they're like kind of co-leading. Because Chris Paul is like the the veteran. The person's been in the league the longest. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. has. He he's earned his. His respect within the league, and I think Booker is starting to get there. And I think that this is just kind of helping him, teaching him kind of more about what needs to be done in the NBA, making him a greater leader. I think whenever you know uh, Chris Paul decides to retire, whether it's here in the Phoenix Suns or in some other team, I think after that happens, I think Booker staying with Arizona if, if Arizona doesn't fuck shit up like they always do, because Phoenix has a, the Suns have a tendency to let go of great players for whatever fucking reason. But anyways, if they don't let him go, he's going to be a great leader for this team. And it shows that he likes living here. He likes being here. He likes, you know, playing for Phoenix. And I think that, you know, he's he's in his way on his way up in the sense that he's going to be considered one of the greatest uh, to play in, in basketball. I mean, great shooter, great, you know, personality, great, you know. I have friends that massage him that, you know. <laughs> so like I mean like I'm a massage therapist and I you, know you had to put you had to get your plug yeah, in right <laughs> I get my plug in I mean to be fair I, I've never asked for the plug but they no no of course not you've always just shoved it in wherever you can as exactly who <laughs> kind of person you are uh, no but you know what all, all joking aside I've been on the receiving end Lucio was a great massage therapist and he. <laughs> He know he knows what he's doing. I like I'll I'll just put it right there. Like you you definitely feel the difference in your body. And if if even one of the like myself, Hispanic people in general yeah. don't have a trust in, in massage therapy. <laughs> like you have when when you when you twist your ankle in soccer, you go to like El Salvador, <laughs> who's oh, an unlicensed massage therapist. Technically, I have I have a friend Kesova. Like like they they pretty much. What it translates to in English, it's 
It's a rubber. He rubs. <laughs> he can rub your ankle. The, the one that rubs you. <laughs> he, he knows how to rub you right. Like, and 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 like to go, to go to someone like that. Like, and, and I know there's gonna be a lot of people like, oh, I've been to El Salvador and he fixed me up. He, he fixed, fixed me my ankle. Up, yeah. It might be right. Maybe he just. For, for some reason knows exactly how to do it But no if you actually want to know What's going on in your muscles Like in your tissues Actually go to massage therapist And Lucio is actually one of the best Massage therapists out there So go ahead and hit him up right there Get your appointment in <laughs> So uh, de- definitely you know You guys know my handles by now If you don't know There you go Lucio before we before we go, go, log off right now And uh, I just want to touch on Phoenix Rising I know we, we don't talk a lot Phoenix Rising a lot Especially since the off season is hit But this, this week new signing and uh, we got a player, uh, uh, Declan Wynn. Declan Wynn, and, and if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm very sorry. I hope to have you on the show right now. You'll definitely teach us how to say your name. But it's New Zealand International, and this is the second international player signing, if I'm not mistaken, this season. And uh, even though they're not, like, superstar players, like, oh, no, we're not getting Cristiano Ronaldo. Guys, <laughs> calm down. That's not going to be for another few we're years. we next year, you guys. When it, when, when, <laughs> Cristiano's gonna retire as a Phoenix Rising player when he's forty-five. So, yeah. uh, but no, getting players like this with international experience, it can make such a difference. And Phoenix Rising, for the longest time, has been known as just this offensive juggernaut, oh, yeah. just this goal after goal, midfielders, forwards going all out in your face, attacking, and it has worked because we have covered up the fact. That the defense is our weakest line. I'm not saying it's weak. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying it's our weakest line. Let's just put it this way. When you have such a strong offense, something has to be the weakest. Yep, exactly. it's our defense. And it's not that it's weak in the sense that it's no good. It's it's more like if we need, if, if, if you were to flip a coin and be like, is Phoenix Rising going to lose? As soon as like rising gets scored on, or are they going to score? You're most likely we're going to score. Why? Because you know we we got amazing goal scorers, but we get scored on, and it's not. It, it, my 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 point being, maybe I'm, I'm. It sounds stupid what I'm saying. My point being is that we have such strong offensive players that it makes the defense look not as good by default. He's so fast. He makes fast guys look. Not like fast. not fast, <laughs> but but like the thing is too like uh, a lot of these players, man. A lot of these uh, like international players do tend to bring a different type of game mentality wise, mentally and physically to the game here in the states. Um, and we saw that with Corey Whelan when yes, he sir. was here. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if he's resigned yet, but it's not resigned. But he has not signed elsewhere. Well. So, so hopefully, there, you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, bro. <laughs> I I love Corey. I think Corey's a great player. I think Corey was great for our initial, uh, you know, center backs. And I think that if we get better wing, you know, right back and left backs, we can keep him in the center and keep being strong. But by that being said, um. The, the, the level of mentality and kind of game that they bring overseas is a lot different. Growing up in the United States, we see the sports that are the biggest, you know, basketball, football, baseball, you know, you, the hockey even. They're, they're the powerhouse of the United States. 
Soccer is yeah. very different. Where we don't have com, we there is a combine for soccer in the states for college level, but the combine for soccer is not the same because everybody knows that soccer is not played on paper. Like the you can have you can be the fastest person on the pitch, but that doesn't matter if you can't control the fucking ball. Well, I mean, look at the Walcott. You can't he, shoot. The Walcott was the fastest player alive for many many years, and he couldn't get it done Arsenal and. I, Oh my god, I forgot what team he's in right now. Like he's he's getting it done with this current team and I'm sorry for all Theo Walkout fans, but he just could not get it done. Like speed is not everything. And that's and that's the thing. Like we're in football, if you're like fast, it's like, okay, you're fast. We could use you. You know, it, it's not like that in soccer. And soccer is very like you like look at Messi, for example. He's small, tiny. Like you would look at Messi on a combine level and be like, God, oh, this guy's not gonna be any good. Pops up out of nowhere. It's one of the greatest players to ever play, you know, soccer. Period. You know, so it's just one of those things that in football is not in soccer is not the same. So like having these international players come with a different mentality from outside of the country where they don't, you know, fo- soccer is their first sport. Football, you know, uh, not American football, but football. Football is the first sport. It's the main sport or the biggest sport or one of the biggest sports in their country, and they've played it their whole life or it's something that they've been around with their whole life. Uh, it becomes different when you come to the states, and soccer is not the biggest sport in, in in the states. It's kind of the last sport in the in the states. It's one of the weakest, not weakest, but one of the. Okay, yeah, it's getting there, but you know, you still don't have the same mentality you'd have like coming from England, where that's life. Like England, Spain, Italy, Germany, France, soccer is life. Like people see it as a religion. And, and it's just, just it's like this big thing. And so, like, to have it here and have those players come over, it really gives us an edge. And I think that it's really helped us uh, in, the long, in the long run. I mean, we have a lot of international players. I mean, we have Jamaican players. We have, you know, uh, where's, uh, where's uh, Asante from? From Ghana. In Ghana. Dada Shab's from, he's from out of the country. You know, oh, like, you have God. a lot of players that are, uh, Staten's from out of the country. You know, Lambert's from Jamaica as well. You know, we had Fleming's. Who, 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 speaking of which, is just signed on with Legion. the uh, with the Legion, which fucking sucks. By the way, if any if, if anybody know didn't know what happened last year, you know he got in trouble for for allegedly saying something because it was never. Hang on, no, but finish your thought because that was the last thought that I okay. that, that was the last thing that I want so, to get into so this this, this episode. Signing, I'm excited. Uh, what position does he play? Do you know? For the new guy, uh, left back. Left back. So yes. I'm excited because we've needed someone like that. I, I I do remember looking it up, but I just wanted to make sure it was left back. Um, I do I, I don't like Ledbetter. I think Ledbetter just never really came up to potential. Don't know why we still have him on the roster. He needs to kind of find his way somewhere else. Sorry, Ledbetter, bro, but you just never been my guy. And I, you know, you fucked shit up for us two seasons ago. That's why I, I defended like you. you so hard, and you didn't get no playing time this year at all. Period. Zero. Every week I came out here and I talked shit to Lucio. And then look at you now. You're doing nothing. But anyways, so hopefully this kid comes in, uh, gives us some reinforcement in the back because we could definitely use it. I mean, we got Darnell King still. Uh, I think AJ's still back or AJ still hasn't signed either. I don't think he's coming I know back. Joey's back, right? Joey is Joey's back. back. I don't think AJ's. Oh, I don't my think God. AJ has signed yet. Corey's still on, on on that fence as well. Yeah, we'd have we're gonna have to look into that. Uh, but we do have some other uh, defenders. We just got another one. I uh, I forgot. I remember one of the first ones we talked about. So we do have some 
center backs in there, and but we just haven't seen their potential with this team and how this team works with the scheme that we play here in Phoenix. So hopefully, you which know, in Phoenix pretty much balls out to attack. You know, it's, that, it's, that's what it is. You know, balls to the walls. You know, attacking all day. Um, so next season we're gonna play with two center backs and that's it. <laughs> Everyone two, else is a midfielder two, and attacker. Two center backs and a keeper. That's all we need. Don't worry. Go fuck. Go up there. <laughs> Score. Everybody like. Yeah. We're, we're uh, gonna be playing. Well, you know it's gonna be the Suns. You know the whole uh, seven seconds or less. Nash, like uh, we're, we're just gonna Mike go Dan boss Tony to the wall, thing. and we're we're gonna end up playing games. They're like seven to two, seven to three. <laughs> we can score on whatever. We're scoring more. Uh, but yeah, but my final thoughts uh, after the whole signing that we got, it is the Junior Fleming things and yeah. So so let's go ahead. So Junior Fleming is now a new player of the Legion, and I looked into so because I was curious. I looked into social media, specifically Twitter, because that's where all the uh, that's Twitter where all the media. people live. That's where all the, the uh, Twitterverse. The Twitterverse, where everyone lives to say their opinion with no consequence of their own. <laughs> and uh, I was surprised it was divided. A lot of people were saying, you know what? I don't know about this guy. Why are we doing like that? Like, people how they don't know people, about this No, guy. no, no. But I'm talking about his that, oh, that, that his history, like what, what happened. He's like, why are we taking a chance on him? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it. After the media made him out to be what he was i get what it is mm-hmm. and the other people is like saying like hey we're all about second chances we're all about you know giving the guy a chance to rebuild himself he's obviously nobody nobody questions his talent of course top player in the usl no matter what uh i'm just i'm glad we're not gonna be able to we're not gonna have to face him every week you know we're not gonna have to like see him against us until the usl final hopefully and uh it it was i'm not willing to call anybody out on what they said because what i what i found was pretty on brand with what the i think the soccer community felt a lot of people had a lot of question marks on it, but to be fair, whether or not it was true and whether or not it was proven, who are we if not to allow people to have second chance or have people the chance to actually prove the type of people that they actually are? And most of the people were open to seeing that. Even the Phoenix Rising people on Twitter were split. Like, you they know were. what? Half of them were like, I hope he does well. I hope he 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 uh, he reaches his full potential. He's still a very, very young kid. Jamaican international. He has a lot, a lot of things. He has a lot of football ahead of him in his career. And uh, I would have hated to see a kind of career like that ended with some controversy like this. So he's going to come back to the USL. He is going to keep playing. My hope is that it's just for the best. You know, my thing was I was always very upset from the beginning. We oh, we all were because uh, we knew him. We, we knew, knew who he, he was. And, and that's why I was very upset because the media made him to be out. Made it a lot worse than the, than and the, that's the media. The media does that to everybody. They make it worse than it needs to be. And this is what bothers me about it, but you know, I digress. My thing was that my biggest issue was that in a in a country where we live, where you know you're innocent until proven guilty, 
like he wasn't there, there was no valid evidence it was a he said she said kind of situation the biggest problem was the Rick Shots thing and my thing was if we yes. gave him someone who we heard him say what he said and I and I feel like okay yes we can give second chances if we gave him a second chance why is it that we didn't give the person who allegedly, we don't know if he said it, we don't know if it's true, it's a he said, she said thing, a he said, he said thing, why didn't we give him a second chance? He was the goal scorer of the entire league. He was one of our best players to play here. He was loved by everybody. And one, one thing happens. This is what I tell people, you can score all, this is what I tell people about anything in general. You can do everything right a million times, a nine hundred thousand thousand, whatever you know. And that one time you do something bad, that's what people are gonna judge you on. And I think that's a terrible way to look at things. I'm not saying dismiss it by any means. I'm not saying don't say that something needs to be done. But what I'm saying is that the fact that we base his whole personality, his whole everything, on this one thing that we're not even sure happened, that is my issue. Because we didn't give him a second chance because whether it be Phoenix Rising catered to us or us by us being people in Phoenix Rising fan bases that didn't want to see him there because, you know, uh, however they feel about the situation, or if they just did, they felt that way themselves as well, which, you know, they can, and, and you know, they probably did. They had something to say. But if they gave Rick a chance, why didn't we give – if we gave Rick a chance, and not everybody. Some people were still salty about that, but we gave him a chance to finish it off. Why didn't we give Fleming's a chance? All right. My, my thing on, on that is that I think that at the end of the day, Rick was the one that looked to, with the worst in the media. Yeah. He was the one that would look to because that's, that's the sound bite that a lot of media platforms – Picked up on that one camera shot where he, where he yeah, kept on saying like that's part of the game. That was the one that killed us. That yeah. that was it. That was the one that got picked up by everybody. And it sounded worse because we it didn't sounded get worse the than it was. We didn't get the yes context. And I think people. And I'm not defending him by any, any no no any yes by yes saying that even if there was context or if there if that was the entirety of it. If that was the entirety of it, okay, I can understand where the issue is. But if there was more to it and we only heard a bit of it, it's the same thing as like the kid that punches first, but the person that hits second is the one that gets in trouble. Yeah, but it's, so 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 like my, my thoughts on this, like Rick is the one that got it, it looked the worst, but I think as a Phoenix Rising as front office, looking at all the, the paperwork, entirety, looking yeah. at everything, is like, you know what? We can choose one. Yeah. We can choose to bring back one, we cannot defend two. Yeah. And, and 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 saying that you know what we sent them both to sensitivity training we sent them both through all this at the end of the day if you can only pick one i yeah. I, I think i would have chosen rick too like I, and, I, and, and full disclosure move. i'm not saying that that's what happened i'm saying this is what i believe yeah. i believe they were able to pick one it's a and, smart and, move. and 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 I, I believe rick coach rick could do better for the team in the long run than just one player because you don't know who if another coach would come in you don't know How what what, what is gonna what is yeah. gonna what is gonna happen and to the squad what, and everything that's what, what i said it's a smart move because yeah. right now rick has shown that he can win 
He's shown it in 2018, 2019, and 2019, 2020. Yes, sir. He shows that he can win with the players that he brings in. Now, or the players that, you know, Phoenix Rising brings in. So it, it shows that he can do something. So I do think that that's why they went that way. If they did went, if they did do it that way, uh, it is a smarter move to go that way. It's not a move that I particularly like. I mean, who likes that move? But it's the yeah, one that I, as a Phoenix choice, we would have both. Yeah, as a Phoenix choice, as, as, as if we could have both, we would. But it makes sense why they have him because at the end of the day, you you can even put it this way: look at what happened with Asante in 2018 to 2019. Fantastic goal scorer of the league, Golden Boot, fucking amazing. What happened 2019, 2020? Didn't, didn't, was a mere shadow of himself yeah. in, the, in the school scoring department. He was better at assisting and being a little bit more, you know, as a, as a help, but he wasn't a goal scoring machine like he was the previous year. But it, sh- it still showed that Rick Shots could still get him, get the potential out of him that we needed to keep winning with the players we had. And then the last thing on this is that at the end of the day, if you're overloaded on one aspect in football, it's attacking. Yeah. So if there's one thing we could have spared was an attacking. Attack. Granted, he was your best attacker yeah. on the field. The best but, attacker in the league. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. They were still at nine. And, and you know what? Even now, we, like, brought in another attacker yeah. already. Like, we're already building toward next year. So, you know, I look forward to good things. And please don't don't take this. Guys, don't take this as we're defending these guys being homophobic. No, we are not. I don't think they were being homophobic. And the team has sent the guys to sensitivity training. We here support everybody. So don't got to like, oh, the sticks and kick guys are this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, know, I, you guys a- already know us. You guys, especially the guys have been following us for, for a while now. You guys, that we, you guys know that we're... I, I don't even know the best way to say it. Like, we're open to everybody. Like We're open, but we have our own beliefs. Like, it's, it's <laughs> that's, just... That's as easy as it gets. I mean, like, I, I love everybody, but I have my own beliefs. Danny loves everybody. He has his own beliefs. The thing is, we love... We love, we love the Phoenix people. Rising. We love that's... the Phoenix Rising. We love the Arizona Coyotes. At the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk sports. We're here to entertain you guys. We're not here to talk about the other stuff because the other stuff... Not that they don't matter, but they don't matter about what we're talking it's, about. Right it's now. not right now. Like this is this is a break for you guys. This is we, a break for we that take kind this of stuff. like 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 Lucio said. It's not that it doesn't matter because of course is what matters the most in the world right now. It is how we live our lives every day. But right now, this is just two hours of talking sports, talking shit, and having fun, keeping you away from the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Today. So, you know what? I want to thank Jeremy for for being with us tonight, with uh Kenny from all the way from Colorado taking time out of his schedule, knowing that he is a family man. <laughs> being here with us tonight, Lucio, thank you so much for coming through thank right you, here man. to the thank studio. Any last thoughts? Um Yeah, so, you know, kind of oh, with the same concept I'm going with the whole mask thing. Uh, I know there is a new vaccine that's out there. We're uh, almost there. Yes. Um, I, I keep telling people, let the let the essentials, let the people that need it the most uh, take it first. Obviously, that's what they're doing. Um, if you don't technically, you're not at the highest risk priority, you know, kind of give the people that need it first. Don't, don't be that selfish in the sense of like, you know, it'll get there. It'll get there. Don't worry. Yes, sir. We'll, we will get there. Let the ones that are the most at risk get there. The older generation, you know, grandparents, grandmas, grandpas, you know, things like that. 
and the essential care workers, the ones that are on the front lines that have been defending us the whole time, let those people, you know, protect themselves first because they deserve it. Yes. And because obviously, you know, they, they're the ones fighting the hardest for us. And then we'll get we'll get our, our, our chance when we get there. Um, so just kind of do your thing uh, and have to stay safe. Uh, stay safe out there. Be safe. Uh, and, you know, just love you, everybody. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Lucio, for being here with us tonight. I have been Danny Orona. You can find me at at PHX Orona on Twitter, at It's El Dani on Instagram. And you can find us all on Sticks and Kicks. Sticks.kicks on Twitter, Sticks Kicks One on Instagram. Lucio, what are your handles? And if you also want to find Danny on NSFW. His uh, handle on OnlyFans is El Dani. I'm just kidding. He credit card <laughs> only. Oh <laughs> uh, no, my handles on Twitter am Lucio. I mean, I don't post anything on Twitter, so don't follow me there. Uh, Instagram, I don't post anything there either, but it's Keen Lucio Ten, so don't follow me there either. And uh, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't tell people my Facebook just because I don't like people knowing. I, I, I only get friends. That I've met and I know on Facebook. If I don't know you, I'm very, very likely to not add you as a friend. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, I'm a little bit more okay. I'll add you. So he's a whore on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want my OnlyFans, it is King Lucio, Big Daddy. You know, that, that's pretty much it. King Lucio, Big Daddy. Yeah. So see me there. <laughs> Uh, all the types of payment are, you know, are are welcome. Right? You are such a whore. <laughs> I take EBT. I take. You see, EBT. <laughs> all right. I take it all. I take your stimulus check. Anyway, with that note, thank you guys so much for joining us today. This has been Sticks and Kicks. We'll be here with you guys next week. 